Hello and welcome to another episode of In the Weeds with Anne, a podcast about gardens, gardeners, plants and passion. Today I'm talking to Chris and Jackie Burgess in their beautiful cottage at Golden Cross in East Sussex. From being frankly rather lukewarm gardeners, they have over the years become plantaholics and very passionate about gardening resulting in a garden which eventually became good enough to be part of the National Garden Scheme. But, as is often the case with things, there's a backstory to this garden and to its development. Raising money for charity is part of it, but, perhaps even more important, are the therapeutic benefits Chris and Jackie have experienced by being out in the natural world and amongst its wildlife, and of being in the flow totally absorbed in the process of making, creating and sharing this with others. So we are in Golden Cross, which is in East Sussex. And your nearest big town is Lewis or... Lewis or or And Eastbourne, just beyond there, but Lewis is probably our... nearest big, big town, okay. And you have a beautiful garden here. And um, what, so what sort of style of garden would you describe your... Well, it's cottage gardening. A cottage garden, it's, yeah. Um, Blousey. overgrown, narrow paths, um, lots of wildlife wherever yeah. we can get it into the garden. Yeah. And lots of... Well, we like to garden for all of the seasons as well. We right. think that's important, so we try to have plants of interest right the way through every month of the year. Lovely. Well, so it's going to be very interesting talking to you about your cottage garden that you've uh, created here. Um, Over quite a long period of time, how long have you been here? 31 years. Wow, okay. Okay. Starting with a very small garden, Uh um, which seemed quite large to us having come from Brighton. Okay, so you were in Brighton before. We were yes. in Brighton before okay. with a very small garden, but Did being you? very keen gardeners. You've both always to... been keen. Yes, I think. I think since we've known each other, we have, haven't we? We we didn't know a lot, but we Did you not kind know? of just we we were self-taught for a while. We just bumbled around in the garden, grew one or two tomatoes in the greenhouse. And marigolds and things, you know, as yeah. you do. Had you, had you been interested sort of individually before you met and got married and so on? Was it just something no. you started to do once you had a garden of your own? I think once we got the house and we just liked to do things, potter around. Mm. And as I say, we didn't know really much what we were doing, mm. but it's a learning curve. Mm. And we just got more and more into it. And then we decided we wanted to move because we just had enough of this tiny garden. So that was in the city? It was um, near Stammer Park, Coldine, in near Stammer Park. I mean, my dad was a very keen gardener, but, you know, the biggest headed dahlias that you could come across and used to grow his tomatoes, didn't he? And and he he was quite sad because I wasn't interested. Oh, okay. We used to go over when he got um, inundated, didn't we? Oh, yes. Give him a hand, but it was very half-hearted and yeah. we didn't really know what we were doing but no. we, we he'd tell us what to do and we would do it best so we could. something rubbed off yeah <laughs> yeah and then he died very young ah. and when we got this place mum always said you know he would have he would have moved in because <laughs> it would have been his dream you know? yes but to have uh, a garden like this yeah. yeah so you moved from brighton because you wanted a bigger garden that's is that right or because we wanted to move out of brighton okay. we wanted more country life but also um because we wanted a bigger garden yeah and it seemed very big at the time yes but it wasn't long before we realized that it wasn't as big as we wanted <laughs> <laughs> and so you've gradually added to yes. that over the yes. years, and uh, I, an work increase. With, I work in the I worked in the civil service, uh-huh. and they do give you some support with, if you move. So um, we were able to. I was able to get a job in Eastbourne, uh-huh. in the tra- uh, Department of Transport down there. Okay, and we got this house, and we've never looked back. Basically, okay. yeah, yeah, we've loved it. Yeah. So it's certainly in the countryside here. Yes. You're, I know you're quite close to the A22, yeah. but honestly, you feel as but if it's you're. It's what you can afford, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? You, um, 
we'd love to live further down the lane, yeah, but, but we couldn't afford that. So no. this is um, you feel as if you're in the middle of compromise. the countryside. Yeah. You know, you would know hardly know there was no, an, anything no. around you really also, in terms of a main road at all. You're never going to be cut off in the bad weather. It, well, the day 22 is usually always going to be clear. Yes. So if we need to get out uh, yeah. anywhere, we can do exactly. That's so important. It is yeah. a good compromise. Absolutely, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. So when you moved in. Um, uh, a lovely garden to move into and everything done and no, <laughs> no. no it was much smaller uh -huh. um, and we were saying that we had three two conifer trees there in the corner in the yeah. corner a liriodendron which was ridiculous given the size of the garden as it yeah, was yeah the big tulip trees and yeah. a couple of rhododendrons yes and so and a very we... small amelanchier oh yes uh, which is still here the amelanchier is still here and the rhododendrons are still here but we've moved them and then we've just, and it was just grass apart from that and flat. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, we just got together and st started thinking we want the kind of garden we wanted, which was the cottage garden style. Yes. Not carrying the hose pipe to, to mark the borders and shape them. So was it, was it something that you had a design for right from the beginning? No. Or is it sort of something that's just grown organically? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely yeah. grown organically. Yes. Okay. We had no formal training as such. No. I did do a course, the RHS General Certificate of Gardening at oh, Plumpton College. Oh, right. Oh, um, at Plumpton. Mm, which was interesting. Yes. But um, organic gardening wasn't really mainstream then, you know, and he did struggle when he was setting questions or bits of homework to, to think of organic stuff, you know, because it was mainly the inorganic way of doing things. So, right. um, but it was, I, I learnt a lot. Yes. And uh, it was a nice environment to work in. Yeah. Was that evening classes yes. that you did? Yes. Yeah, once a week. Yeah. But, um, and then, I mean, we've we've done several different, you know, day courses and stuff. You know, I did Sarah Raven's cutting garden course. Oh, my and, goodness. Um, we did the um, wild flower, um, wild yes. meadow course um, at Great Dixter. Oh my goodness, which is um, amazing. Well, because they're all East Sussex, aren't they? Isn't Perch Hill that Sarah Ray? Yes, yes, yes. Is that yes. East Sussex? Yeah, yes. yeah they're all yeah. East Sussex. And then Great Dixter's yeah. East Sussex. And that Great Dixter, isn't that the Christopher Lloyd? Yes. Uh, Fergus Garrett. Yeah. Uh, he's, yes, because Christopher yeah. Lloyd has died, died now. Yes. And Fergus Garrett was his head gardener, wasn't mm. he? I mean, in fact, Fergus Garrett gave us that course free. It was the most amazing. Generosity. We were uh, at the garden house, and Bridget put on an evening. Fergus Garrett came to give a talk, and, uh, and we had supper, um, and we went. and I asked him a question about the wildflower because we wanted to get some more things in our small um, area. Yeah. And he said, he just went, "Are you two together?" So we went, "Yes." And he said, um, "You can come on my course." He said, "Just ring the office and book." Oh. And we went free. Oh, because they're very kind of they are good courses. Very, he lot, is very, a very generous yeah, person. he is an absolutely amazing gardener, he? isn't he? Yes. I, yes, I haven't. I mean, I have actually sort of said hello, or <laughs> my goodness, isn't your garden lovely? But I, you know, I haven't yeah. ever done a course there or anything. But there are but no areas very places you see what you see is what you get. And yeah, he's just an amazing person. Mm -hmm. He'll talk to anybody. He'll yeah. You know, give you advice. Yeah. He never pushes you away or anything. He's just a passionate a gardener. Yeah. 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 We were parking the cart for one of his plant fairs, and we've got. A, I don't know if you noticed, we've got the the Circus forest pansy in a pot. Yes, that's and a little tree, isn't it? Yeah, the on the grass area. Yes, really beautiful, mm. deep purple, purple leaves. Purple leaves. Yeah. Yes, or, I know. Or Harsh burgundy, yeah, yeah, they're lovely, um, and it was looking a bit sad. So you asked him about it, and he said, just. Prune it, cut it down, cut it down. It'll end take, of February. End, it'll take, end, you know, endless. So every year now you... You do the Fergus carrot cut. Yeah, yes, the Fergus cut. And it was on its last legs because the, the branches were there, the stems were there, but all the leaves had congregated on the top and it was just looking as if it was going to end. Yeah. And Which is why I asked him. And so we gave it a really good prune. And next year it was really back to normal as you see all the leaves all over it. It looks wonderful so out there now. fantastic advice. Well, I'm very glad you said that because guess what? I've got, got a surface right. and it's not looking very good at all. It's I'm thinking this is too big for, and it. it's it's just sort of struggling, I think. Yeah, February. Chop it back, February. I'm just going to make a note of that. And Lovely. Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs>
<laughs> no, it's never looked back, has it? <laughs> it's marvellous, it's great. Thank you for that. Um, so, you're, you, let's go back to your hose pipes. You were, yeah. you were laying out hose pipes and, um, Jackie, you were sort of having a look at where these I were. I was looking from the bedroom window <laughs> down. Admiring, yes, of course. And um, establishing a new border then. Yes, yeah. yes. So, and, and paths. Okay. That was important. It was, yeah, for us little, little paths, little seating areas. Um, yeah, just building them up gradually, weren't yeah. we? And then we got the trees in because we wanted the height. Yeah, because it's a very layered very garden, isn't yes. it? Yes. Mm. It, but you know, you don't get that flatness when you walk out into your no. garden. No. You just, there's just an overwhelming sense of um, fruitfulness out there, really, isn't there? Foliage and, um, and spaces. I mean, as, as I walked out through your back door, it's this sense of you have a space it's like a garden rooms i suppose mm. i don't know whether you intended to yes. do that but there it's garden rooms um that lead on then to somewhere else yeah. for you to have a yeah. look at we yeah. didn't want people to be able to walk out of the door come around the side of the house and see the whole garden no we no. we just we didn't want that we didn't want it for ourselves or more mm. visitors we wanted people to go out there and say oh this is nice because when they come they see the small front garden and you can see them looking at it as if saying, well, why are we coming here? And then they go around the back and then you get the wow thing, you know, because they can just see it's much, much bigger. Mm. So that's a bit misleading out there. It we is. haven't been able to buy into the road, so we have to... <laughs> 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 Surely they won't notice. Council of So, yes, we wanted the trees, which yes. gave us the height and the enclosure. And you've built so many structures yes. since you came. He's <laughs> done all the, all the woodwork, all the... the we call it Tyburn because when he first when he first put these structures up for the roses, um, it just looked, it was so bare and it looked like Ty. No, but they used to hang the Tyburn guys. Yeah, yeah, oh cheery. Yeah. So we've always called it Big Tyburn and Little yeah, Tyburn. Yeah, yeah, Big Tyburn and Little Tyburn. We've got some really um, romantic names for our. There's the Chicken Border. There's Big Tyburn and Little Tyburn. Yeah, so. But no, we, I mean, we often go out there, don't we, now, and we just say we can't believe that we've done it. No. You know? yes. And that's not being arrogant or anything. No. But we're just so chuffed with what we've done. Yes. And it gives us a great thrill. It must and do. People and your seem visitors, to like it because I know you open your garden to visitors mm. to come and enjoy, and we'll, and we'll look at all to. that in a bit, I'm sure. Well, we certainly did when you took us around this morning. Um, I mean, you were talking about your front garden, but even as you come in through the front, it's fairly clear that you uh, love the cottage garden look because you've got a beautiful philadelphus just by the gate that as you come through the smell is exquisite mm. and what sort of philadelphus was that that one's belle Etoile, mm. and it's just the most gorgeous scent mm. yeah, yeah love it and we got the white valerian so the white valerians just came out just a bit too soon but um it, it the idea was that white valerian would pick up the white of the um, the philadelphus. Yeah. But the scent is, is just gorgeous. Yes, yeah. yeah. And so fun. nice to actually, as you come through the gate, to get this beautiful yeah. scent. And then immediately there's a rose going straight up into a tree, which is the white rose out yeah. there. The no, it's white and pink. It's pink. Yes. Yes. yes, it's But there's a pink flush to it as yeah. well, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. And we cut gorgeous. that back two autumns ago because it was just literally cascading down to the ground over the rest of that border. Hiring, uh, hiding all the... Um, plants underneath. Uh -huh. So uh -huh. we, we went mad and hacked it right back, didn't we? So last year there wasn't very much flower on there, yeah. but this year it's come back with a vengeance again. Yeah. It's growing up in the conga tree. Yeah. But again, it's the scent of that as you come through, yes. which is lovely. And we've got some other shrub roses around. Yeah. So and then a clematis you yeah. have, and the pyracantha, which adds that kind of green structure, doesn't it? Well, it's the winter, well. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. But so interestingly enough, that's been there for donkey's years, Has and it? it's oh. the number of flowers, uh, amount of flowers and berries you get on, there's very little. Oh. But this year, for some reason, it went crazy, didn't yeah, it? I mean, it's just flowers, festooned yeah. with flowers, so we're hoping that we're going to get lots, lots of berries, of berries on there, later, which yeah. will be a real bonus. So we've just left it there, mm -hmm. because as Jackie said, it's just evergreen, it covers them all. But yeah. Hopefully we're going to get the bonus of some berries in the autumn. Yeah, wonderful. I'm looking forward to that. Yes, very much so. <laughs> oh, so, well, yes, but, it, you, you know, you it, you have done a form of training, really, then, just by doing and learning as you've gone. Yeah. But also by doing, well, the RHS course is quite a big deal to do. Yes. And then 
people like Sarah Raven and Fergus Garrett and all these, you know, they're, and, they're and talks that are put on at the Garden House by Bridget. Yes, Deborah. Garden House in Brighton. Yeah. We, yes, we've done Which a podcast with her before. Yes, there, terrific, terrific. And if you go over our house, you will see a million gardening books. We're yes. addicted to gardening books and magazines. Yes. And we watch all the television programmes. <laughs> we're very sad. We're <laughs> you're very passionate. I think that's yes. <laughs> That's a much nicer word than sad, isn't it? But our favourite gardening man was Jeff Hamilton. Yes. Yes, and that's how sad we are. We have his three, um, I don't know if you remember, he did um, the cottage garden, the paradise garden and the ornamental kitchen garden. Right. Three series. Three yes, series. I do. Yes, I do. And we have them on DVD and in the winter when we're desperate, we put it on. <laughs> we can almost quote it word for word. Excellent. Yeah. So he's he's been a very important part of your uh, yeah. horticultural learning then. Yeah. And but the Cottage Garden Society. Oh, yes. 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 We, we Tell me about the Cottage Garden Society because I know you've you're involved with that, aren't you? Members? Uh, oh we, yes. More than that. Well, as soon as we moved here and we knew we wanted a cottage garden. Yes. We joined. It was a very much bigger. Um, it was East and West Sussex, much bigger, wasn't it? Mm. But. We, we always remember the first the first visit we did with them. We it was um, sta was it Staplefield mm -hmm. um, up by Nyman's mm -hmm. and it was one of the members' gardens and then um, another garden that was open for the NGS in the same day and it was just lovely. It oh. was just we were in a, we were in heaven. We in were heaven, there. yeah. And they were lovely people. Yes. We had respite from our daughter that weekend, okay. so we were totally free and we felt. Just on top of the world. It was the beginning of a new kind of phase, really, wasn't it? Was. It was. And it was a very driven group, very organised, and they had lovely garden visits. And as Jack said, it was big. They had interesting speakers to their, their annual get-togethers in the village hall and lots of plant sales. Right. And then, unfortunately, it just kind of... Well, they, it's the usual thing. Really, well, it's the usual thing, isn't it? People won't go on committees. Sounds dreary, but if you don't have a committee, no, it won't happen. We can't anything. complain because we didn't want to do it. Yeah, but no. you have got other things yeah, that so, you're involved yeah. with. So. so it fell apart. Yes. And then it started up again, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, and, good. Years and ago. Jane Rimmington um, is, is our leader. Okay. And uh, she and does the organising. She works really hard. It's a big job to take on, isn't it? Trying to set up a really. Which is why it's now just East Sussex. Is it? Okay. Because West Sussex goes down too far and people can't travel. So it's a much smaller, very friendly group, isn't it? Yeah, good. Because it is a national group. It is a national group, yes. Funny enough, again, I picked up that you were involved in the Cottage Garden Society because I think it talks about it on your website. Yes. Is it? Or perhaps it was, um, I know at one point your garden was featured <clears throat> in Sussex Life. Mm. Oh, right. And it may have been uh, that you mentioned it on in that article. Oh, yeah. um, the Cottage Garden Society. And years and years and years ago, I, I used to get, somebody must have joined me up as a member and I had uh, the little booklet. The quarterly yes. And yeah. it was so impressive. Um, yeah. But it clearly it was operating on a, you know, a nationwide there is, scale. There's definitely a nation, right. nationwide right. one, yeah. And but then you, you're particularly all, involved in your own... Yeah, you then got all the regional groups. The regional the groups within yeah. within that organisation, yeah. yeah. No so how does that work now then, now that it's sort of starting up again under this new, with this new person involved? What what does, what does do they do now? You get your... S same kind of thing, they actually organises lots of visits, you know, yeah. tries to get in different types of gardens, some big, some small, mm -hmm. and... Um, it really goes along as it did before, but it's... We're much more democratic. Yes. There's not um, a committee. Oh. So January, it was March this year, but usually in January, isn't it? One of our members invites us all to our house. We have soup and cake and bread. And um, we all say what we think, you know, if we've got ideas on a garden to visit or... Um, and then Jane, bless her, goes away and, and um, sorts it all out and sends us the dates of the various things. Oh, that's it's good. very, very democratic. Yeah, very. which is, that sounds as if it's fine as long as you haven't got too huge a group. Oh, yes. Once members yes. start 
But it's like we all seem to get on very well together. Yes. You know, yeah. most people have got similar ideas about what they want. Mm. Um, and it's well at the moment it works very well. Lovely. So, so. you're again learning from each other. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You have plant sales, do you? No, we don't, but we do seed swaps and things. Um we do have a talk. Um October. In fact, three of them, well, one, two of the members and their sister in Scotland have got a podcast. Oh. So, um, and I think they're going to, they're going to do the talk this year. Mm. Last year, um, it was, oh, Helen Yem is part of our group. She okay. gave the talk last year. Right. The year before that, it was Graham Goff. From Marchant's 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 so, Marchant's 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 and who was the third person? Oh, no, it was Donaldson. He used to write in um, Country Living. Steve? No, no Steph- Stephanie Stephen, Donaldson. Stephanie. Stephanie Donaldson. Okay. Used to, used to be the garden editor oh. in Country Living. Okay. And we had, he didn't charge. We had the big hall. He had the most enormous Christmas tree, the log fire going. He put on the coffee and the cake. They did the talk, and any money raised went to our cottage garden group. Very I mean, good. he is just such very a generous. lovely, generous man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. So, lovely location too. Oh, over it was there. just it was a horrible. We went round the garden before, didn't mm. we? And it was all misty and misery and not very nice at all. Mm. And then you came into this big roaring fire and yeah. the Christmas trees. It was, yeah. We've had we've had. Some lovely garden visits. We've had met some lovely people in gardening. Mm. Really generous people, you know. Mm. They, gardening and the gardening fraternity open up your world. Yes, so. yeah. Lift the spirits. And yeah. It's quite they a level do. as well, yeah. isn't it? You know, people all classes and interests come together. Absolutely. And you've got yeah. that shared Share interest, and, yes. and mm. people are happy if you say, "Oh, I like that. Oh, I'll take your cutting, or I'll dig up yeah. a piece for you, or something." You know. Yeah. And yeah. you just made, we made so many friends, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. fantastic. And you, and you all learn from each other as yeah, well. Yeah, indeed. And actually, the other thing, you, as you were talking, you said that you, Jeff Hamilton was your guru. Mm. <laughs> Isn't his son now the president of he the Cottage Garden Society? He is, Society? he is, Nick. Yeah, Nick. Isn't that nice? Yes, yes, Because Jeff Hamilton was years ago, wasn't he? I think he was the I president. I think he was, wasn't he? In, well, I think. it must be quite a long time ago yeah. now. But mm. yes, it's quite was. nice that his son's uh, yeah. back doing that yeah. now, yeah. Lovely. Well, that's fantastic. So interesting to learn about the Cottage Garden Society. Um, so, but cottage gardening then, how would you describe a cottage garden? What, you know, I mean, obviously back in the day, I guess it was, you know, when peasants were, had a tiny bit of soil they mm. rented from their <laughs> overlord or whatever. It was just perhaps for f- food and yeah, chickens or something. Like that. But, but obviously the whole cottage it's garden on, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> changed a bit over the years. Yeah. And how would you describe it now and what you're aiming to achieve here? Well, I just, I think we're almost where we would like to be in terms of what we've done. I mean, yeah. we can't we're always get any tweaking. More, yeah, I mean, we can't get any more plants in the garden unless we take one out. We, but have, we do have a lot. We can... You've got plans, I think. <laughs> He's always... <laughs> It, we we have this saying that it's one plant in, one plant out now, and it hasn't happened yet. We still, no. and he moans at me all the time because if I buy a plant and I say, he said, well, and where are you going to put that? And I'll find a space that big. Sort of hard and it's going to get to three feet yeah. wide. Yes. Um, no, so. I, th- I think we can't. I, we would like to take more garden space on, but realistically, mm. I don't think we could manage it now. I mean, we've because if your area offer, out there would be about what do you is it? We think it's between or? a quarter and a third of an acre. Oh, okay. It's never been measured, but people have seemed to think it's about between a quarter size, and a third. It's quite big, yeah. Because it's an odd shape, but I think realistically, we've got as much as we can really cope with. Yeah. I mean, if if we did have any more land, say some of the field at the side here, for example, I think we would go for trees. Yeah. 
just you know, native yeah. ornamental trees and some paths mowing through. Because you're very keen to bring the wildlife yeah. in, aren't you? Yeah, and that, to... That's our aim now, I think, is we'd, we'd like a li- only a little pond, mm-hmm. but um, just so we can get dragonflies and yes. frogs and things, and then hopefully it might save our hostas, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> but we do feed the birds, you know, we've always got feeders going and we've got a nice selection of birds that come in, we plus, don't plus have... a magpie and a sparrowhawk, but... Um, <laughs> We don't have any problems with green fly, although we did this year with black fly, but mm, normally... That's the first year, though, isn't mm, it, for a long time? The wow. birds clean it up for us. So yeah. And we're trying to do our bit, because I think it's very depressing when you think that, you know, the bees are dying out and, you know, there's so many species that are just dying out. And I think it's gardeners that can do their bit. Yes. And youngsters, you know, because I think people of a certain age, they've, they've lived their lives the way they do and they're not really necessarily that interested in, in the wildlife side of it. I mean, the world's existed, it does, and mm. food is served on the plate and all the rest of it, but mm. it's just worrying about the, the pollinating insects and things like that. Yes, you know, and, and the, the lack of water is going to be around. I mean, the climate's changing. Mm-hmm. I know Donald Trump doesn't think it is, but, you know, it is changing. Mm. And I think we just need to try and look ahead and do our bits. Yes. You know, Sarah Raven, a few years ago, she was starting to get this initiative in towns and cities where people with neighbouring gardens each did a little bit where they had some plants of interest for um, insects. Mm. And so they had that kind of trail. But Yeah, like a corridor. Yeah. Going to, for I think Triton are doing it, though, aren't they? A lot of their grass verges are now... Um, I believe they are. Yeah, I yes. think so. I'm sure yes. when mm. we, we don't go into Brighton very often and mostly when we do it's winter, but I remember going in one summer and all the... Down the middle of the road was was wildflowers, mm-hmm. but for me a cottage garden is being surrounded. I love that feeling of being enclosed by flowers, by scent, yes. and um, low growing things don't do it for me. No, it's tall plants or trees or shrubs that so you get this lovely feeling of. Being somewhere in the garden, in the garden, yes, actually, yeah, not just out, no, and, and lots of little paths. So, as Chris said earlier, you know, you don't see everything at once, so you come across something. And, yeah, um, for me, that's a cottage garden and crammed, and our garden is crammed. crammed. It's densely planted, very isn't densely it? planted, and beautiful too. I mean, how to me the maintenance just seems amazing to be able to keep it. Um, as you have and of course at this time of year um, in June um, where their roses out there mm. are just astonishing do you know how many you've got I, I think it's the, just over 50 yeah the last it? count it was 40 odd I think but we've it? had a few more since then and so lots of different types of roses too yes. we took you've got these wonderful ramblers that are romping away up trees I and love to see that I, that is uh, something I really love I'd love to do it more but you need the trees to do it. Just see the roses dripping down from trees. Yes. I mean, the, the last few groups that we've had, uh, you know, because it's health and safety, and um, Jane Baker, our National Garden Scheme um, helper, organiser, she um, just given us these health and safety things that we have to show the groups. Yes. And I say the most important one is look up because you know you might get smacked in the eye by a rose dripping down or yeah, something the but top layer the top layer yes <laughs> so you have to look up yes um because you know a lot of it is up in the trees yeah um and i know just going out just now you talked about the himalayan musk you've got what other ones have you you've got, got bobby james down there saunders white yeah francis yeah. elester yeah that's the new one in the plum tree down the other gorgeous that's coming on so. yes Fauchenblau, but we're not sure if that's the right pronunciation but anyway but it's, it's, it's the most amazing enough. color it's, it's gorgeous it's isn't unusual it? isn't it yes yeah, sort of movie mm. color mm. yeah extraordinary and, and so floriferous it's just packed in that. You'd think the tree was flowering. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's, it's... Well, we want to prune that tree, but we can't. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to disrupt the uh, rose at the moment, well, so yeah, we have to yeah, do it in the end of the season. Yes, yeah. Maybe take some yeah, of the rose off as well. But also in the cottage garden, we love the birds mm. because they give movement in the garden. When we've been away on holiday and the feeders have been left empty for a few days, we come back and it is it just doesn't seem complete. Right. Because you, you get the birds just flitting here, there and everywhere from the trees, and yes. particularly when the young are fledged 
and mum and dad are out there with them and there's just this movement and it's just yeah. like watching television yeah. and we often sit on the swing seat or at the table there with a cup of tea and just and you, you can't keep up with them yeah and when they're yeah. not there yeah. it's not nearly as lovely as no, it is yeah it's the total experience yes. it is it is <laughs> yes. um and i know so how does the gardening work out between you do you does one of you sort of do more the design and the other one do the propagating and planting Jackie's the boss i'm mellers you're the head the gardener that's, well, that's, <laughs> that's, we take that for granted of course you know that's no, we, we, we discuss yeah. And we we try and agree. I mean, we don't always agree, do we? But we we generally we work along, we bumble along with each other, and we we, we do it between us. I, I tend do to do together, I tend to do the propagating, yeah, yeah. and the um, seed sowing. And you have a lovely greenhouse. To you started, you said with a small greenhouse. I think you said earlier. Yes, when I was oh, well, a polytunnel down oh, there sorry. for growing yeah. tomatoes. Yes, in. Um, but um, every five years, the plastic needs changing yeah and it is a really big job yeah and we're not getting any younger are we no no so um we thought we wanted a big greenhouse so that we could still grow the tomatoes but um so it's very fairly shared out i have one end for propagating and displaying pelagoniums and things and chris has the other end for his tomatoes cucumbers french beans oh and Oh, the only thing is that the um, aubergines are down my end. I but did that's notice okay. there were some okay. aubergines down there. But I did grow them and I have potted them on, so I sort of... Partly. They are mine. But yeah, we do have distinct jobs, don't we? We do. Ah. You know, I mean, as Jackie does the aubergines, but I'll help water them. Yeah. You know, and, He's, and his chief water are definitely chief mm. water, and so that must be a massive job to go does. around. Do you have any automatic systems in the garden? No, we've we've got seep hose in which the reminds greenhouse. me we've just left the tomatoes being oh, yes. <laughs> in the greenhouse, and then another one for the um, uh, aubergines and pumpkins. Uh -huh. So that might, you just switch it on and leave it while you go and do other jobs. Yeah. But you have to kind of be, you doesn't just take care of itself, you have to kind of be set it up on it. And put, put time on my phone and yeah, then go around and switch it on. But other than me. that, it's the hose yeah. trying to get around the garden. That hose has been very useful in lots of ways, really, isn't it? Design yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. tool. Absolutely. No need for computers. But the we hose have pipe got, and we've been getting more um, water butts. So yes. we've got one, two, three, four, five. We've got six water butts now. Right. Um, Which is nowhere near enough. And it's still not but, enough, yeah. And I know. do get really moaned at because um, I've got a lot of dahlias in pots, which when, like, the spring stuff is finished yeah. um, and it leaves a gap, I tend to put a pot of dahlias in or... Into the border. Into the border. Oh, okay. And um, agapanthus is the same. Oh, lovely. And so, because they need watering and he can't ever find them. <laughs> and they're in big terracotta pots, which weigh a ton. So I do get moaned at. And I, I, do, do. And I get moaned at if I tread on the plant, trying to get into the middle of this board to dump this pot yes, in there. But yeah. it does fill the gaps yes. and when they flower. It's you know, fantastic. They're, they're, they're beautiful. And they're, yeah, stunning. Because um, you've got dahlias in flower out there already. So yeah. Some, yeah, some dahlias. But yeah, I think beautiful. we do say that our garden is very labour intensive. Yes. There is a lot to do, isn't yeah. there? And we don't help ourselves because we keep on talking now about making life easier and having a few more shrubs in. But then you've been talking about pond yes. and you've been talking yeah. about... Yeah. <laughs> well, and Jackie's talking about, <laughs> Jackie's talking about widening one of the borders and I'm thinking, no, <laughs> So look, all your lovely little paths that lead from one area to another, did you lay those yourselves? Some of them I've done. Did you? And My Malcolm, goodness, because they're beautiful little brick some. paths yeah. and, and they're, yeah. they work so well in... Yeah in the garden don't they yeah, it's getting hold of old bricks yes they look, they're much nicer you can get old irregular bricks but they have cost an absolute fortune okay. to go to these reclamation yards okay so you end up with these modern day ones you know which they do age but they're not the same as no the old ones but yeah. you know they do yeah. they do the job and because everything grows over the paths anyway quite often you really don't notice yeah. Because you're just using it as, you know, to get from one area to another. So as, as you were building the garden, as it was sort of growing, were you thinking about how to make the paths? Was it that that was, or was it like, you know, did it go together? Like you Went create together. the border area, an island border, I guess, mm. and from that then you get 
paths going round and then leading. Yeah, the Jackie says, well, I think the first one we did that Jackie was telling you about, you know, looking out the window there, we did that shape by the shed, yes, yes, and then. I said to Jack, oh, we need one on the other side here now. And we, we shaped that so that it created that narrow pathway through. Uh-huh. And we, I think we already had the back border then. Yes, I think. yes. So we, we took it over as far as we could towards the back border, which was already there, again leaving a gap for a narrow path. Yes. So the paths kind of went with the borders with the, as yes, they were created. They grew. Yeah. yeah. They just grew, grew organically. grew the garden. Really. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think that was one of our main aims was to have... The narrow board, oh, yeah, the, the narrow paths, so that you again you're enclosed Surrounded. by. Yeah, and often with a seat at the end of it somewhere, uh, yeah, you know, yes. where you can sit down. Yes. Yeah. So, so how many separate areas do you think you have now in the garden? What There's gardening areas, or uh, I mean, or borders, or or little rooms? Little rooms, let's say. Um, I don't. I don't think of it as little rooms. I just. All right, well, how, well, how, as you go through, you've got Tyburn and... Um, oh, yes, yes. Big and little Tyburn. Yes. Hopefully and nobody hanging from it. border, and then, and then there's the shed border, and uh, then there's... Uh, woodland area. <laughs> woodland, uh, yes, that little yeah. woodland area with... Be you've got birch in there, haven't you? Yes. Those multi-stemmed birch yeah. trees. Yeah. And the greenhouse area, of course, you've talked about. But there's also, you've got a fruit cage. Yeah. Fruit cage, veg area. You've got area, the veg area. And a beautiful veg area, which has been constructed because you're using... Wooden edging, yes. But raised, they're raised, aren't they? Chris, yes. yes. Yeah. Chris is, um, Chris is a, he loves a dig. He's <laughs> a very good digger. I can't dig the soil because it's clay. I was and going to say, that your, what is your soil here? Clay. clay. That lovely Wheeled stuff. Wheeled clay. Wheeled and clay. Wheeled good, clay. solid stuff. Yeah. Mm. Excellent. But it obviously grows well stuff. Yeah, and roses so. particularly, obviously. Yeah. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah, so Chris has had um, deep beds from the beginning. Uh -huh. uh, well, as soon as we acquired that piece of land or were loaned it before we were able to buy it. Yeah. And, um, and he's always dug these deep beds but it'd take him a day to dig it to each bed to dig it to compost it to rake it so a couple of years ago for one of his birthday presents um i got him the charles dowding um course i think at the garden it was, house. The, garden house, it was yes. the garden house and uh, i've encouraged him to do the no dig method because Charles is, Dowding is the no dig man isn't he, is. he is the guru yes. <laughs> he is and yes. you haven't looked back oh no he no. He, he swore it wasn't going to work but was he grumpy he about was, going he was no, <laughs> no, no. I, was, I was inquisitive but I went uh -huh. there thinking I might not agree with what he says yes and there were certain areas that I wasn't wholly convinced about um, but anyway I've given it a try and yeah, I've doubled. We doubled the height of the the, the beds. They were You've done six all inch. Beds now, haven't you? Yeah, they were six of inch the, high. The you're talking the vegetable. Yes. Bed. You've got a little cutting garden bed. You've got vegetables. That's Is right. there fruit in that area? No, no, no. no, no. It's all vegetables. No. But they were six inch high beds. Right. And I've doubled them to a foot high now. Okay. So um, and then we just filled it up with more compost and whatever we could get hold of to. And raise no levels. dig. You don't dig it. Well, you. I don't think. I don't think you can be truly no dig because um, things like if you grow leeks, which we do, you've got to dig the soil to get them out of the ground. Mm. You potatoes. And potatoes. You can grow potatoes on the surface of soil and just cover them with straw. Mm. But on a raised bed, they're only four feet wide, and obviously you need a lot of room to do that. So we still dig a hole and put the potato in mm. and then you have to dig them out. Yeah. So you, know, general, you can't be holy. But in general you're no yeah. dig, aren't you? It's about ninety odd percent is no dig. Yeah. And then obviously you get any deep rooted weeds, you know, you'd have to dig down to get them out. Because Charles Dowling says just don't alter the soil structure, leave it in place right. and then just put a couple of inches of compost on the top each year and plant into it or sow into it and you're not disturbing the soil structure. But you can't avoid it. No. One hundred percent, I don't okay. think. So but it must but, help a bit. Oh, it helps a lot. You know, because you've got, again, that mm. cut your maintenance if you can... Well, this spring it was much easier. As I say, the hard work was building them up from the 6-inch height to the 12-inch height because we didn't produce enough compost to do that. So we, we got some bits and pieces from the nursery, you know, builders' bags of topsoil and stuff, and we, we just used what we could. Mm. This year, in theory, next spring, it's just a case of a couple of inches on the top, and away we go. Mm. 
get a report on how that's gone. <laughs> <laughs> but no, well, it's that. looking all right at the moment. Good, very Except good. the garlic, obviously. Except the garlic, yeah. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe that was the no dig method. Yeah. <laughs> um, and talking of compost, that's the other thing. You've got, uh, you've got one or two compost. Four. Heaps, uh, four. Just the four then, good. And two leaf mould. And two leaf And you said, when, when I commented, you said, and it's not enough. It's never enough. I bet you there's not a <laughs> gardener in the country who produces enough compost. No. doesn't matter how no. much you get. It's yeah. never and, enough. And we have, a, we have some friends who garden in pots, um, and, but he loves making compost. So every March we go over and we get about 16 bags of his yeah, homemade compost. Gosh, they sound good friends. Yes. Very good. <laughs> very good friends. It's worth a bottle of two or five. Yes. And, he, and he helps me to decant it into the bags and oh, put it in the car. So yeah. very good. Yeah. So no, we just whatever we can because we do believe in gardening organically. Yes. Apart from slug pellets, just one or two. Little but we don't use the ones with the metaldehyde in now because they're being phased out anyway. So it's the blue, which is supposed to be organically acceptable. Okay. We've got the ferrous, ferrous something in there, phosphate. Oh, okay. They're supposed to be wildlife friendly. So slugs are a bit of a pain yeah. too. Oh, yeah, they're a great yeah. pain. Yeah, and anything else that you get bothered with here? Do you have deer at all? No, no. jumping rabbits. Ah, oh, the rabbit, of yeah. course. Last year, um, I I grew. Um, I gave somebody some linaria, um, little blue linaria. Um, they were beautiful, and I put mine all down the front of the border, <laughs> thinking how lovely. Mm -hmm. um, the rabbits at mine. I went over to the friend who had them. Hers were absolutely amazing in her pots. And, and she was probably. Fair. What did you have for lunch that day? Yeah. <laughs> Rabbit by any chance? <laughs> <Be> vegetarian. <laughs> oh, so no, 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 no problem. <laughs> but no, and uh, squirrels we get in the right, garden. Yes. Not all the time. They just tend to come and then they disappear for a while and they come back. Mm. So they're all right now because we've got squirrel proof bird feeders yes. they're okay as long as they don't start digging up my tulips they might be in trouble then yeah. <laughs> moles we get obviously and the usual things yes you know. yeah yeah you chase around after them mm. getting cross and uh, yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> and that say, should be enough really frankly shouldn't it you should <laughs> no. say we love wildlife and then you say but not rats and you don't not, not, you, not you and not yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so selectively like <laughs> wildlife Oh, lovely. Well, I think we've covered all the areas of the garden, have we now? We talked about your compost and the fruit. Oh, we, not, we, what fruit are you growing? Fruit is uh, strawberries, mm -hmm. there are raspberries, summer raspberries and autumn raspberries. There are black currants, there are blueberries, um, gooseberries. We've got a couple of gooseberry, um, standard gooseberry trees. Uh, two yeah. red currants. Wow. Um, I've got apple trees. Yes. Yes. Uh, and plum tree, lovely. Yeah, which didn't lovely. fruit last year, so we put another rose through it. <laughs> but this year it's got fruit on. So I'm not find the apple trees at all now. Oh, there's a rose tree, a rose tree. Oh no, there's yeah. a yeah. damson. Oh, oh, and a damson, yeah, which is very productive. Very nice. actually. It's not yeah. huge, but it's yeah. um, it's productive. Yeah. So uh, I think that's. And would it be difficult for you to say if I asked you what are your top three plants that you really couldn't be without? I know it's a horrible thing, but you know. What would you both come up with if... Uh... I think flocks for me in the summer. Yeah, definitely. we've got some lovely flocks. Mm -hmm. um, roses and sweet peas, I guess. But then, you see, in the winter you'd say snowdrops and hellebores. Well, we could do a season of them. <laughs> and what about clematis? You have to say snowdrops. Oh, oh, and clematis, we've got some gorgeous... We've got over 30 odd clematis, clematis yeah. which... Um, they're, they're beautiful. Work well with the roses. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also, I also like the autumnal colours. I love heleniums yes. and rubecchias and those kind of russety colours in the autumn. And We've I, got a hot border, but it's obviously not in flower at the moment because it's... Um, yes. and, um, and I love my trees. I love yes, aces. Yeah. And I've always wanted liquid amber in the garden, haven't I? Which <laughs> is a no-no. It's like Anissa as well, but... Yes. <laughs> But I love the autumn colours. Yes. Just, well, again, beautiful. it lengthens your gardening year, yeah. doesn't it? And having the colour outside. And you said you like a four-season garden. We do. We do. You clearly don't want any rest, obviously. Yeah. So. You know. Well, having said that, I think you get the changeover where the evenings get, become so dark that you can't go out there after a bit, yeah. half past four or something. You think, oh, I'm not looking forward to that. But it happens when you come in, you pull the curtains, light the fire and sit down. And you think, actually... It's, it's nice, nice to have that break, yeah. Yeah. you know, because if you did it 12 months of the year, yeah. 
it would be a slog, particularly in our garden, because it is I mean, we do, we do work through the winter. Mm. Yes, we I'm do sure. work through the but winter. But it's not that intensity, is it? And then well, we, we get Christmas and New Year out of the way, and then we're ready to go again. Yes, so, but yeah. you just need a couple of months, two or three months, well, yeah. maybe a couple of months off, and then we batteries are recharged and we're ready to go. Nature's way of giving you a bit of a yeah. bit of a rest. Yes, yeah, you need yeah. them, don't you? <laughs> and so thinking about your garden again, the, I know the other thing that you do with it. You you obviously have lots of friends and family who can enjoy the garden, but I know that you do open it for people too. And I know you're part of the National Garden Scheme because you mentioned Jane Baker, who's the she's the area, area. assistant assistant county. That's it. Sorry, the county organizer. That's right. Um, so when did you get involved in the National Garden Scheme? How did that come about? Well, we firstly opened the garden for our daughter's, Vicky's charity, uh, her club in Lewis, because she goes to a, um, a club with, for adults with learning di uh, di disabilities. Okay. And they were needing money because right. of the it was local authority the, yeah. cuts came in and they took the funding away, so they had to be more or less self-financing. Self and which organisation was there? The Saturday Circles Group. Circles Network. Yeah. And um, so we thought, what could we do to help? We could open our garden. Mm. which we did and it went really well didn't it it was quite good fun because um i wanted to we wanted to do it with pretty china and tablecloths so going around all the charity shops collecting the china and tablecloths was was lovely yes. we enjoyed that didn't I loved we? It. i'm not very nervous because we weren't sure and then that's how we met jane because um a friend of ours adrian um introduced us to jane to jane because he said she would have knowledge of whether we were doing the right thing or not. And she came over, didn't she, and, and say, you know, gave us a few tips. And it was great success. And she asked us if we would open for the National Garden Scheme. Oh, right. So she so, met, you were doing it for the other group before you ever got into the National yes, Garden yeah. Scheme. Yes, uh -huh. And this is our fifth year of opening under the National Garden Scheme. Right. And we're due to receive a trowel when we go to the... <laughs> the um, uh, annual meeting. An engraved trial, I hope. I don't, I don't know. know. Oh, maybe, maybe <laughs> that, that's, that's how we know it's oh, five years. Oh, that's how we know it's five okay. years. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, because we, we didn't we we didn't realise it was five years. Ago. No, but yes. I can't remember whether we opened twice for Vicky's Club. But what the only way we could do it because our house is just it's a small house and we have to completely clear the um, conservatory because we do the teas and cakes from there, um, and we have to borrow. Um, garden furniture mm. um, um, so that takes time to collect all the stuff has to go upstairs all the all the china has to come down from the loft Gosh. it's a big undertaking so yes. to open for a daughter's club and then the national garden scheme at separate times would be just too much so we did two days together right we did one day for our, our daughter's club and then one day for the national garden scheme fantastic so, yeah yeah so. And how many years have you been doing? You, you, have you been involved with the club opening? Well, Same, I can't remember if know. it's two before. No, I thought it was one, but it one. may have been two. So it's at least yeah. six years yes. of opening for Vicky's Club yes. in Lewis. Yes. Um, and it's just nice to be able to to help charities, you know, because the NGS, I mean, their charities are amazing. All the cancer charities, that's right. organisations. Yes. And obviously, Vicky's Club is very dear to us. So, um, so it's it's nice to be able to do it. It's hard work. Yes. Um, and you get in the build up to it, you're thinking, why are we doing this? You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, but on the days, it's lovely seeing people come in and, you know, you, you go out there just after lunch or something, all the tables and chairs are taken and people are chattering away. And it's, oh, it's just Everybody's lovely, got a smile yeah. on their face. You think, yeah, it's, it's worth doing here. Yeah. Um, Your garden is known for this sort of lovely welcome that you give them. Um, I, I've certainly been taught, before I ever came to see you, um, I'd heard this about this lovely garden and that you know they do a wonderful tea and uh, vintage the china was spoken about yeah. actually mm. and it, little tablecloths and just beautifully set out and so many people can be yeah. in the in the within the garden surrounded by all these flowers and just yeah. enjoying it all well we want people to go home thinking they've had value for money yeah yes. we don't want to shortchange them and we make them sure plastic the cups or something you know we just want to make it an enjoyable visit for them yes and they like to go away then and either come back themselves the next time or talk to people and friends and relatives and say oh Next year you should come with us or yes. you should try it, you know, and you just want people to go home with a smile. Yes. And make sure that people have a decent sized slice of cake. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not much fun, is it, when you go to a visit a garden and you get this 
because uh, tea and cake just go with garden, don't they? They it's do. Just, it's got to be done. Yeah, that's like peaches and cream. But it adds <laughs> to the panic stage mode because if it's raining on the day of the opening, if you're a garden visitor, you'll go anyway. Unless yeah. it's torrential, yeah. you just put an anorak on. But obviously, you're garden. not going to do all the cakes. But, no, you can't do the tea and cakes. No, you know, we haven't got the cover. Yeah, that yeah. Would, you know, so that's all. Always our panic is yes. that it doesn't rain on the day. day. There's nothing you can do, is there? No, about well, that? just sit back and eat cake for about. Well, console <laughs> yourself. Yes, that. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. But no, we, we have enjoyed doing it. Yes, um, we we've not opened our garden on garden open days this year as such. We've had a rest. Okay. I've just done the group visits this year, right? Um, because of problems, you know, within the family. So right. And we've got to make decisions about next year now, haven't we? That's the trouble. You've always got to be planning ahead, and sometimes it's difficult to do that, isn't yeah. it? Because you have to give them an open a date. Mm -hmm. It has By to go September. into the yellow book if that's the National Garden. Mm -hmm. so I'm not sure about the other charities if they need to know, but I guess people no, have got to book out, haven't they? Yeah. And they've got to know yeah. they're busy that day. Mm -hmm. So it's tricky, isn't it? Group visits are easier because a they're smaller. Mm. Um, so you don't need masses of people to have to come and give you a hand. And B, if it's raining, you know, if the forecast for that week is dreadful that mm. you've booked, you, you can always liaise with them and say, well, shall we leave it and put it back for a week or two? Yeah. You know, because it's not published, it's not publicised anyway, you know, right. that we are opening for that group on and that you've day. And you've got a phone number that you can actually phone. And then they deal with it after So you're much more so in control of events. Okay. So, so are you doing that this year? Are you that's what we've done this groups? year. Yes, yes. 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 Yeah. specifically book with you. Yeah. 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 So, and that's been, you know, people have come and enjoyed it. And they seem yeah. to have enjoyed it. Yeah. So, yeah. so but we've got to make decisions about what we're going to do next, next year, year now. Yeah. We've got till September. It's because of our daughter's health issues yes she's got uh, new health issues which obviously um is causing problems you know yeah, we don't know how things are going to go if something crops up you know um, with either my mum or, or our daughter mm. if you're doing group you've got a phone number you can phone and say i am so sorry mm. um but if you've got You've publicised an open day. Impossible. And yeah. we're in hospital with our daughter yes. and my mum. You know, you, you can't, can't let people it. know. Yeah. Um, you can put it on the website, but if we're visiting a garden, we never no. look on the website. No, to you see just go along, don't you? Just go along. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And some people travel a long way, don't they? Indeed. And that, yeah. So that that is our major, yeah. you know, thing. So Your concern. But that's what makes this so remarkable because again it's a beautiful garden that you've created here which is you. Um, you know a wonderful thing in itself but actually the story is sort of more involved than that because it's as the garden has evolved so you have used that to um, raise money for these charities that are dear to your heart. Um, because you've been involved with the, particularly the, there are two charities you're involved with, with your daughter, aren't there? Yeah, there's a national support group, which is, Vicky's got the syndrome, uh, Cornelia DeLang. Cornelia DeLang. Yeah, CDLS. And what, what could I ask what that is? It's just a range of um, issues such as um, shortness of stature, mm. there's um, webbing between the... the yeah. It's a bit like Down syndrome, you know, where they've got specific facial features mm -hmm. and stuff um, and Vicky has that mm -hmm. but um, one of the big problems is um, they all have speech problem Vicky has no speech all right she's very self-abusive she's doubly incontinent and well she's epileptic but it's it's um, under control at the moment has been for a few years so that was good but um, at one time they were every three weeks and she'd have a series of so um, the garden actually was because we weren't able to get out and about that much. It was sort of a it's a lifesaver, a lifesaver, yeah. our therapy as well as our you know our in um, yeah. our enjoyment. And particularly when we got the more land, because as Jackie was saying earlier on, we got the big lawn area there, which Vicky was very happy walking around on and going through to her summer house. Yeah. So it meant we could get her into the garden as well. Yes. Um, and sometimes one of you can sit with her, and the other one can do a bit of gardening or something like that. So yes. And I mean, she's getting fresh air rather than being stuck in here. Yeah. So, and it mm. wasn't so imperative that we had to go out and take her out. I mean, we still do, but you, you could alternate. You could be out there, you know, for the morning or something, go out in the afternoon for a ride or a visit somewhere. Yes. So it's just, it's made life a lot easier for us, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Overall. So, um, Jackie, you've, you've obviously been her full-time 
I'm a full-time mum. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then, but I have to say, I have to say, Chris has always, always been very, very involved. And when, when um, we retired, um, he said, "Right, you've been getting her up, fed, dressed every day for thirty years. It's my turn now." And every morning, he gets her fed, dressed, washed, changed, ready for going out or day service or whatever. So you know. Although mums are, you know, it's definitely a shared, uh, of course, definitely a of shared, um, yeah, uh, enjoyment. Yeah, <laughs> well, it well, yes, yeah, yeah. 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 caring, yeah, of course, yeah. of course, yeah. So, no, it makes it easier. Yes, two of but the reality is, isn't it, that day to day, somebody presumably has to ideally be able to well, you leave have the to. house to earn some money and somebody's got to do the other stuff as well yes. I mean that's yeah. why it's a joint team effort whoever's yeah. doing what yeah. it's it will only work if it's a team effort yes I could so, only continue working if Jackie looked after Vicky yeah so you know and it's that's how so it now, worked out so. now that you're both re retired, well, retired yeah. you've mm. got but I, I always work part-time anyway so there was always that is the taxi going to arrive in time? You know, because I've got to get over to Brighton because I worked with Julia in Portage. That's oh, how I know Julia. Okay. And she was another inspiration because she was always a plants person, whereas when I first knew Julia, we were still growing marigolds. And <laughs> This is Julia who was... Julia, I know Julia because she's a Friday group yes, member yes. at the Garden, Garden House, House in Brighton. Yes. And uh, you, she's a friend of yours as well. And she is. Yes. yes. So you were working... What, what, sorry, what were you doing part-time with in Port, I, Port I massaged children with special needs. Right. That was... I started off in admin and then went to a conference um, where... Um, they were massaging children with special needs and there are a certain group of children um, that actually, when they're very physically disabled or, well, we found that all children actually benefit from it. Children with autism, you know, I could leave them asleep, you know, um, or um, children with tummy problems, you know, could show mum how to just massage the tummy so that it would help them with right. their bowel motions and things, yes. you know. Yeah. So um, all children benefit, but yeah. at first it was for the really profoundly disabled children that actually needed their limbs, you know, stretching and moving and stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so um, the Children's Society who I worked for, um, they paid for me to train to do it, so that's what I was doing at the end. Right, then. Yeah. right. lovely, my goodness me. Yeah. Amazing. But it was that, it was that, you know, is the taxi going to come and... <laughs> free son of excitement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got to be at work by a certain time. Yes. That's only worked three days a week. So. Yeah, but still, it's And then being back again, balancing everything. Yeah. And, and the garden mm. and your daughter. Yeah. It's, um, yes, it's massive, isn't it? So, um, you know from the charities that you're involved with, the, the two specific ones, the Saturday Circle, is that yes. still going on oh, now? Yes. Yes. Yeah, the yes. club's still running. So what happens, what happens with that week to week? How, is, how does that...? It's once a fortnight um, and we take her in, um, it's 10.30 till 4.00. Um, not it's not here. They don't. No, they, they, go, they, it's they go to the wellbeing centre in Lewis. Okay. Lewis, they, yeah. they hire a room there. Yeah. And uh, the more they, able go off various yeah. things. They go bowling or to the cinema, or they go to the pantomime at Christmas. Wonderful. And other ones. But Vicky isn't really no. able to do that. But um, you know, they she's very happy. It's a it's a whole. The reason why we like her going is because it's another whole set of people. Yes. It's a different experience for her. Yeah. Um, that's why we're keen to yes. keep it going, of isn't course. it? Yeah. Because um, how old is she now? She's 41. 41, is she really? Mm. My goodness. She's me. very little. I have to say the clothes size is 11 year old. So it's her saving grace, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that she's little. Yeah. Because she's very naughty. She oh. likes chucking things, but... And she thinks it's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, she gets away with murder. Yeah. She gets away with murder. So because she's so little and yeah. because she just nearly falls to the ground laughing so much, she does get away with it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think yeah. if it had been, if she'd been full size and doing it, it might be a bit more yeah, dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I should um, say, ducks are a favourite thing, plastic ducks. So if they go whizzing past your head, it can be a bit frightening. Because <laughs> <laughs> some of the adults are the At least it's not solid china. Yeah. I suppose there is oh, that. Oh, no, we've had no, that. Is that. We've had that. Yes. real ducks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's, she's not interested in real ducks, funny enough. No, she doesn't, actually. We, we did lose a milk dog off the shelf the other day with an avocado that was thrown in from the kitchen. <laughs> The avocado was fine, but the tug went down and broke into about five pieces. Didn't oh, it? Dear. oh dear! Oh dear! And then we had the tomatoes going across the floor, where she'd thrown the um, bowl with the tomatoes in, and yeah. Yeah. she was just laughing hysterically. We used to have a, always have the fruit on show, but no, getting no. <laughs> away now. Now the oranges would go, and then the apples, but yeah. and you'd hear the little chuckle. Yeah. And sometimes, if you didn't respond, she'd come in and pull you out. You're sitting there watching television or something. She'd come and get get you by the arm, pull you out, and take you out to the kitchen. And like, yeah, they, that's what I've done. Yes. <laughs> Enjoy this. Yeah. But the thing is, we've always said when she's doing that, you know she's feeling good yeah, and happy. happy and healthy. Yes. You know she's withdrawn and you know not interested in anything or not eating, and she, that's not her. No. So that's when you worry because she can't tell you what's wrong. Right. So Goodness me. So you, as I say, it makes it harder work, but yes, you you're less stressed because you think she's she's feeling good. Yeah. So. Going back to your Saturday Circle group again. Mm -hmm. so, so when they go, uh, the um, uh, the clients. Uh, the, thank you very much. People, I'm thinking. <laughs> when people go to the uh, the circle, it. Does that give the carers and the parents a break yes. and they can go off and do other things or do they stay? No, 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 no. 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 They can um, have a... They, yeah, there's three paid staff because mm. of the range of disabilities. Yeah. Um, and now there are even more cuts. Yes. Um, They're actually only doing... Um, a lot of the day centres are only doing four days a week instead of five days. Yeah. And parents have had their respite cut. Vicky... Um, is in a situation now where um, it's shared care. So she's at home one week, mm. she goes in one week, she comes home one week. So it's on a, every other week she's home for yes. the week. Yes, yes. But when, um, when she's at home, she still goes into the day centre each yeah. day and then comes okay. home late afternoon. Okay. Because of her severe disability, Absolutely. whereas a lot of the other parents, they, they don't have that. Um, so for them, it, it's even more important um, and if they've got other children, they could actually go out with them and spend yes. some time with them, especially if they work, and, you know, or, or the other children are at school or mm. um, the weekend is all they've got. Yes. So every other Saturday they can yeah. um, arrange something. Yeah, yeah. which is, you know, which is, as I say, more important for them than us, really. I mean, it is important to us because we, from, from Vicky's point of view, we like her to have a wider experience because our experience is very narrow because of her disability yes um and we're always grateful because a lot of our our cottage garden visits are on a saturday <laughs> so, yeah, so we we um, yeah. we can actually go and join in it's so. just amazing you've been able to because you know until you get to this point and you realize what's going on in the background of or not it to you in the foreground quite obviously <laughs> i mean through your lives but you know you, you wouldn't realize that you're trying to do all that you do and the work that you've both done and so on that's a full enough life but to to care for somebody who's got such difficulties is um you know quite an extraordinary thing to be doing and again you know that's been i suppose gardening has been such a it's been a huge help you can lose yourself out there can't you yeah yeah you do forget yeah. problems you know yeah. when you're out there weeding or something you just switch off yeah. You know, and it's nice to be able to do that. Yeah. I know you've talked, Jackie, about it being sort of very therapeutic for everybody, you know, people to come and visit and people to, to when you're working Absolutely. in it yourself. Or, yeah. 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 So and, the, and the constant planning. The, I, think, I think gardeners, actually, are very op optimistic people. Mm. We're always thinking about the next season. Mm. Like the catalogues are now starting to come in with the tulips and already I'm thinking, yes, and I've already got their wallflowers coming through. Well, I've pricked them out um, already. You know, you've, you're, you're on to the next season all the time, aren't you? Mm. But I have to say, this last year, we've both said, haven't we, how we've actually concentrated and made sure that we've appreciated each season. Because you can 
jump ahead all the time, looking forward to the roses coming out, looking forward to the Philadelphia's, looking forward to the, you know, mm. so it is nice to actually make sure that you actually appreciate what's there at that moment. Live yeah. in the moment. Live yes. in the moment, yeah. Mindfulness. Yeah, Mindful. yeah <laughs> indeed. indeed. Yeah, but it's, yes. it is, isn't it? Because it's always something to enjoy when you go out in the yeah. garden. Well, it was interesting when you were talking about the birds mm. being out there and being away, you said, oh, it didn't feel like it normally no. you know because you need all of that and then when you're out there and yeah. listening for all of that and Absolutely. you know the set all the senses and the blackbird you yeah. know in the evenings when he perches on the roof yeah. um and and the week vicky's not here well we try and get her out there on she loves the swing seat as well as the um as well as the summer house yes and you're listening to the the birds and uh, the the blackbird and it's got such a lovely mellow sound yes you know it's just it in itself, it relaxes it's, you. It's part it? of the garden, isn't it? It is. It's yeah, part it of is. the overall experience. Yeah. Terrific. We wouldn't be without them. No, absolutely not. Well, thank you so much for uh, having me today. It's been an absolute delight talking to you. For anyone to make a beautiful garden from scratch is an impressive thing. And then to go on and open it up for others to enjoy and to raise money for charities is even more so. But to do this whilst taking care of someone with such profound disabilities is simply amazing. Chris and Jackie have done and continue to do this by simply and straightforwardly putting one foot in front of the other day by day. They ground themselves in their garden, being fully present to the world around them and counting their pleasures. It really was a privilege to meet and talk to them. For more information about Chris and Jackie's garden at Golden Cross, visit their website at rosecottagegarden.co.uk where you'll find contact details and lots of information about what they're doing in 2019. Also, information about the charities they support, which are the Circles Network, circlesnetwork.org.uk and the Cornelia de Lange Syndrome Foundation cdls.org.uk and you can also follow me as I continue my regular podcasting pursuits on Instagram at In The Weeds With Anne. Thanks very much for listening. See you next time in the weeds. <laughs>